Arizona sports, the local sports leader. He played tackle in the NFL for more than a decade. Max Starks. Max Starks. Maximum football. Maximum Brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams Realty, East Valley. Get more money selling your home. Go to higherprice.com. That's higherprice.com. Please welcome from the University of Florida, tackle Max Starks. Yes, Max Starks is here, walking in, talking about magnificent food. He's about to eat for lunch, getting us all hungry. Max, what's going on, buddy? Rolls. Listen, you guys just wolfed down your lunch in the last segment, we so I figured, lunch. you know, um, I'd come in and join the party just a little bit later. Oh, there you go. You that's, know? That's good. But uh, uh, c- um, I'd like to say congratulations to everybody. Victory weekend oh, uh, this past beautiful. weekend. Everybody getting a win. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, big guy. You're welcome. Appreciate that. <laughs> oh, man. feels so all right, doesn't it? It does. Mondays, right. Mondays are very different after a win, even when you didn't play in the game. Um, yes. <laughs> Max, let me let me let me start here. Let me start <laughs> with the easy question: Who are you running out there, quarterback, on uh, on Monday against San Francisco? You know what? Let's back up. Let's build to this. Boy, let's, you let's, are let's build. Build to this. Just hot just so right now. Blunt. That was leading yeah. the witness. Yeah. Max, what'd you think of Colt McCoy's performance against the Rams on Sunday? <laughs> let's do that instead. Look at you easing it in. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, the victory, wins, wins are good. Passes, <laughs> handoffs. Uh, uh, yeah, no. I understand what football looks like. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm just saying that's what Colt McCoy did. He did at moments. Yes. Um. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I guess you got to ride with Colt McCoy. He's the number two. Yeah, I know. Listen, if he's if if Kyler Murray's ready to go, you're not going to go with Kyler Murray if he's 100. percent Oh, absolutely. Go? absolutely. Well, he's I'm not going to be 100. I'm praying, but we don't know. Yeah, I see and what I, you're yeah, saying. Yeah, like the progression of the week will still dictate. Yeah. But as it stands right now, like there's a reason why he wasn't able to play. Yes. <laughs> so I'm like. If he, if he feels good enough and he feels comfortable enough and he practices at least Thursday and Friday, not right. Wednesday, yes. give him Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, then absolutely run Kyler Murray out there. You're going to need all hands on deck against San Francisco. Um, but if it's like, oh, he's still kind of feeling it, we'll see how walkthrough goes on Friday. No. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I, I get the Colt beat the 49ers last year, and Colt was really good in the game on Sunday. I guess yes. my, my worry is San Francisco, I have a lot of respect for what they are, and I almost feel like you need, you know, Kyler's the flashier quarterback, Colt's maybe the steadier, but he's also the backup. I kind of feel like you need everything at your absolute best to realistically think you're going to beat San Francisco, unless unless Jimmy G just starts throwing interceptions, which is a possibility. It's a possibility, but it doesn't happen that often. You can't count on it. Yeah, you can't count on it. And the other thing, San Francisco... Four man rush hits home. Yes. So, do you want statu- do you want do you want do you want Statue of Liberty back there, or do you want a guy who's at least going to be a moving target? Yes. I would rather take the moving target. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, me too. And you know, it's a situation where this defense. I don't know how much you've actually watched the 49ers play on tape, but yeah. I've got to tell you, Max, <laughs> these guys. <laughs> Man, they're balling out. You already said it. You rush four, you drop seven. You can play that zone, and you can get pressure, real pressure, on an opposing quarterback. But they get teams into third and obvious pass situations so often because of how they play in rundown. 
Uh, they just their front seven is so good. You got Eric Armstead still big Eric Armstead. Yeah. You got Fred Warner, who for my money is still the best Mike linebacker in the National Football League. And then you got Nick Bosa, of course. Their box is as good as any in the football universe, and the numbers say so. Yeah. No. Exactly. And that's the thing. I mean, you're talking about performance and play and getting after it. You're right. The reason why they're so good in top five in the sack category is because what? They get you in third and medium, they get you in the third and long, and they minimize what your rush game is in the first and second downs that you have no choice but to turn to that. And guess what? That's where they excel. The rundown's not even their their, their best parts. Their best parts is after the rundowns. It's not the appetizer. It's the main dish that they're getting you to. So, no, it's going to be a challenge. And that's why I'd like to have Kyler there because I believe Kyler's the one that can at least give you the mobility aspect. At least move outside the pocket. Force them to run a little more laterally instead of north and south. And just create some different opportunities. Because I think, you know, as great as we talk about that front seven – the secondary's good. It's okay. But yeah. I think once you get past that and you can neutralize that however you want to do it, there are plays to be made over the top uh, on this team. So that's why you have to make sure you have somebody that's mobile. Because Cole McCoy can sit back there for two and a half seconds, but then he's definitely looking at the stars from uh, Azteca Stadium. Uh, <laughs> you know, instead of looking downfield towards the end zone. Well, and, and as far as taking shots down the field, Hollywood Brown's not like a lock to play. But it yeah. sounds a lot more likely than it did 24 hours ago that he has a chance. He's in the practice window. They are he he is now eligible to play as soon as Monday. What does that potentially do for this offense? Knowing full well, we have never seen him and DeAndre Hopkins play together. So there's some uncertainty here. Yeah, there's uncertainty about how that is. Well, also his you know his physical conditioning as well. How much can he actually go? And if you're sitting him on streak routes, you know five times in a row, is he winded or is he or is he still good? But I like the press of it. I mean, the idea that you could have Hollywood Brown on one side and then you, you add DeAndre Hopkins on the other side, and then in the middle you have this Rondale Moore, Greg Dortch, A.J. Green mashup type of deal that will help because you lost Zach Ertz, right? Yeah. So you have to manufacture that middle-of-the-field threat to make sure that they don't just bail and double on the outsides. Yeah, and you know what? Honestly, I could see DeAndre Hopkins doing a lot of that. Rondell Moore as well. You know, Rondell Moore, mm-hmm. the last three games, you look at the way he's grown. Yeah, I, Max, I know you've seen this, too. You've seen players where they get a stretch where they, they get that confidence like um, they've never maybe had before because maybe they've never gone out and actually produced three straight games in a row like Rondell Moore has produced. Luke actually went back and looked at this. He's never had a three-game stretch like what he's experienced. He's never even had right a game exactly. like any of these three games, Ex- except that one against Minnesota. Exactly. Year. So, what do you think this could possibly do for a young guy like that? Well, confidence and consistency is always the thing that you're looking for, right? You're looking for, hey, when does the light click on when yep. I actually hit yes. the, bu- the button? You know what I'm saying? Like, you're always looking for that, and it's like, okay, we've done it three times in a row. Okay. I now have an expectation. I now have a standard. And for Rondell Moore, it's like, I can do this. Whatever the doubt is, uh, that's gone. And I don't think people listening, Max, really understand how critical that is. Yeah. Well, to put it it plainly, 
even when you come to the NFL, even when you make it, right, you get yeah. drafted, you get picked, and then you make the cut, there's always that little voice in the back of your head that says, <laughs> you're not. You're not supposed to be here. Good enough. Imposter syndrome. What are you doing? Yes. Yes. I, don't, I don't believe you can do that. Just tell him you have to run a different route. <laughs> <laughs> nope, you're not going to block this guy. You're not going to block him. That, like That's all that you hear in the back of yeah. your head, and you do everything in your power to stomp that dude down and get that voice out of your head, and this is the way you get it out of your head. You human being. <laughs> yeah, you Easy mere there. mortal. <laughs> Watch the language calling yeah. somebody a human. Yeah, exactly. No, but but that's the biggest thing. And when you've seen it three times, now he goes out there with confidence. And now also you look at Cliff, you look at Kyler, you look at everybody. They can now depend on you for that. Yep. And I think that's what that's what we're always waiting to see with everybody that gets drafted, everybody that comes onto a team that we're rooting for. When is the light going to turn? You got to have that moment if you want to have a career in the NFL. You have Absolutely. to have that moment. Absolutely, it can't be sit and wait, sit and wait, sit and wait. Because eventually, when sit and wait is, you know, you can just go home, sit on your couch, and, yeah. and you know, what? we'll wait to call you back. <laughs> you have to go yeah, and do we'll it yourself. We'll give you a call if, if we need you. Yeah. Um, real quick here too, Max. Before we hit the break. Buda Baker, even the fact that he was able to play on Sunday. If that's your teammate, and you kind of, you know, my perception is you're three and six. Not that guys are going to quit, but you kind of have that thought of like, is there really that much urgency at this point? We're starting to slip into not being contenders. And then Buda Baker's like, I'm just going to play through a high ankle sprain because that's how urgent this is. I don't know how you could not match that sense of urgency at that point. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, outside of Buda Baker probably having adamantium in his body somewhere. Um, <laughs> or that stuff that, that stuff that Black Panther, the vibranium, that, that melts from, like, beads. You I don't know. Just, I, I don't so know. Like, what uh, do, you do? do you sit around all day and read this stuff? or no, what? I'm on air when I'm, when I'm yeah. not here, so I'm <laughs> air 18 hours I read, I read it during commercial breaks, you know? <laughs> but, uh, but, no, I just think that that just embodies, when you talk about character, you talk about leadership, you talk about being the guy that other guys can look up to, those are those moments, right? Where you, you, he's like, no, this game means that much to me. It should mean the same to you. I'm going to play through a high ankle sprain. By the way, Wolf, have you ever played through a high ankle sprain? Never never seen a guy play through that. Always missed yeah. at least one game and most likely two. It is the most painful thing in the Amen. world. It is the most painful. Th- I, did, I did it once in college. You did and, what? And played through a high ankle sprain where they literally, they literally mummified my leg. you get the leg. juice? No, you get I, I, got, I got the juice and I okay. got a wrap all the way from my from my toe <laughs> all the way to like the bottom of my kneecap. <laughs> and wow. you talk about, not, and I was going up and we were playing Tennessee and I was playing oh, as Constantine Ritzman. I'll never forget it. He's a six foot eight German dude that was just absolutely. Knoxville? Uh, no, it was, it was in, it, thank God it was, it was in Gainesville. Okay. But my God, you talking about I, like I felt like my leg was numb after that game when I took the wrap off. I was like dragging my leg. I was yeah. like, you know what? I'm just gonna sit here for a couple of hours. I'm not gonna walk because I will fall on my face like like a, like a baby deer on ice. You know? No. So yeah, that's so legend. It, it sucks. So I, so I understand what Boots is going through, and I appreciate it greatly. Yeah, because <laughs> that takes a lot. It was in, it was surreal. Text us your thoughts to the Fanduel text line at six twenty six twenty right now. All right, we come back some uh, NFL overreactions with Max Star. Is Kirk Cousins really going to end up in the Super Bowl? That's next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports. Dark. Max.
Starks. Max Starks. Maximum for Maximum for Maximum. With Wolf and Luke. Brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams Realty East Valley. Get more money selling your home. Go to higherprice.com. That's higherprice.com. Boy, we really should just turn this into a cooking show. We spent the entire break. Oh, it'd be so awesome, man. We, that's, this is what we should do. Every time Max is in here, we should have like four different plates of food and we'll oh, sample them for each That'd be awesome. Here. Yeah. yeah. That, that, that would be great. I'm not going to lie to you. Maybe I'm sushi. I'm excited. Bring it in here. Yes. Sushi. Give me the wasabi. Yeah, there's a lot of sushi. Wasabi. Good Chinese food. <laughs> oh. All right. Yes. Now to uh, football before I lose focus entirely. And we're going to do some overreactions. We always do overreactions with Max. I'm going to start here for you gentlemen. Okay. okay. Throw this one out there. You guys tell me if it's an overreaction or not. Justin Jefferson is the best receiver in the National Football League as no. of November 16, 2020. Not an overreaction. <laughs> not, totally, not agree. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah, no, absolutely. Agree. <laughs> absolutely. I think I think it was just fortuitous that Cooper Cup's going on IR because <laughs> he was not, you talk about a follow-up performance. He wasn't going to be able to yep. compete with what he's doing right now. Yeah. No, I, Justin Jefferson, uh, when you can Consider all things that you want from a wide receiver right now. He basically checks every box. Um, listen, Tyreek Hill and what Tyreek Hill is doing down in Miami, there's no doubt about it, man. He's the most dangerous wide receiver in the football yeah. universe, if you ask Nobody me. Nobody has an answer for him. But the best wide receiver, man, I, I got to go with Justin Jefferson at this point in time. Yeah. How many receivers were drafted ahead of him, too? And it wasn't that long ago. Yep. Um, and he's got the touchdowns to show, which Tyreek Hill does not have. Yeah. And he so. has the uh, fourth down catch of the year on oh, Sunday against I mean, the Bills. I the, mean, the, the play, right? When you talk about snatching on, man. the ball out of the defender. Both defender, his hands. Both yeah. his hands were on the ball. The guy with two hands on he the ball couldn't one, catch it. And just snatch it out. I mean, yeah, that that's that 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 will probably be the SI probably play of the year, right? Yeah. When you talk about a still shot, like that's it right there. Yep. All right, so that leads me into overreaction potentially number two. The Buffalo Bills are in trouble. Six and three. Josh Allen is hurt. We don't know how hurt he is. We still. Well, I had him in my top five in the power pool earlier today. Wolf, I'm assuming you would have had him just outside at six. You didn't have him in your top five, though. Yeah, no, they were just outside with a couple of other teams yeah. as well. Um, but no, they were not in the top five, Luke. So and you know it hurts me because I love my Orchard Park team. Yeah, you're gonna have to answer to Zoe tomorrow too. But, uh, but yeah, Matt, yeah. you think the Bills are in trouble at all here? Yes. <laughs> yes, they are. Because you think about where and what the Bills did last year, right? And what links they went to make sure that they could secure the trying to get one of the best rosters to compete against Kansas City. Yeah. Yes, you go in and you beat Kansas City. But to drop consecutive games, the Jets game in division that you've dropped, and then now you drop this game to the Vikings. And by the way, the Miami Dolphins that are sitting in first place have already beaten you once, and they went and got better because yes. they knew they were going to have to go to Orchard Park, to Highmark Stadium. Indeed. They went and got what What two things do you need to carry with you on every away game? What What's one offensive and defensive thing that carries? Yes, uh, special teams, I would say, carry, and defense, of course, carries on the road. Right? And even more specific, pass rush. Pass rush. So that's why you went okay. and got Bradley Chubb. That's why you got him that extension. Because in week 15, you got to go up there. And even though you won't want to pass, 
you're still going to pass. And guess what that means? Advantage Jalen Phillips and Bradley Chubb and company, they went and bolstered that because they knew that's going to be an issue. And then also the run game. You went and you got Jeff Wilson Jr. Hello, Jeff Wilson Jr. Yes. You know, to the Miami nice Dolphins. To go also go along with another fellow former 49er, Raheem Mostert. That's I love another one. Raheem Mostert. Yeah. Oh, so you boy. went. So Mike McDaniel said, I need run game. Let yeah. me go Red Rover these guys from the Golden City and let's bring them down here. And that that that's what it's for. It's for that. So I don't know if Buffalo can stave them off because they're already 0-2 in the division. Yeah, that's Regardless the thing. of the record. They're technically third in that division right now. They're even yeah. behind the Jets yeah. because they are 0-2 in the division. And it's a great point on Jeff Wilson and Mostert. Those are guys. Those aren't guys that like Mike McDaniel is like. Oh, they look good. He's coached them before. He coached them he last year. He knows exactly year. what they By did. The and they know the scheme. So yeah. there's no there's no ramp up time. Like we already know what to do. Yeah. It was interesting because I was reading when you asked me the question, and that's why I don't know if I really answered your question. You said special teams. That's what we expected. Yeah. 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 Honestly, yeah. no. And, uh, and they do travel. Special teams yeah. does. No, listen. Josh Allen was limited today. Okay, limited. Today. Okay, now. They said he came out of the game last week in a good spot. That's great. But he was limited today. So it was a good spot go. until he fumbled that ball. Here yes. Here and he and he used that right elbow, correct? That right arm extended to fall with yes. the hand in the left one. If you're a right-handed quarterback, why isn't the ball in your right hand? Yes. Well, just just guessing. That's, that's your strong hand, right? Yeah. Yes. A strong hand. And you can't even you can't even rest him for a couple games, quote rest, and be like, okay, because no, we'll you're behind the bullet now. Uh, you're in the AFC. Now, had you rested him before this and given him off that Vikings game, maybe he would have been better coming up for the next stretch. Well, there is that. <laughs> there is that. You do make a good point. Let, <laughs> let me also say this to answer your question. I think the Bills are in trouble yes. right now, and I hate to say that because I love my Bills. Yeah, but, yeah. They've at least come back to the pack for sure. Uh, speaking of the pack, here's Aaron Rodgers. This is with the next uh, overreaction right here. This is Rodgers talking about the NFL player safety on these fields. Uh, I do think it's time to go all grass throughout the league. And I think you would see less of these non-contact injuries that we see on some of the surfaces. And I think that uh, it'd be a good uh, step in the right direction towards player safety to uh, make the requirement for every field to be grass. Now, he also say he doesn't have confidence in the league to do the right thing before that. But but that right there, Max, the idea of going to all grass. Pete Carroll said something similar to this about a week or two ago, too. Where do you come out on yeah. that? Yeah. Uh, I've been arguing that you just need to have uniformity. That's that. That's really what it comes down to. You know, each different team contracts a different buddy that's going to give them a better discount for this turf that they have to put in. Um, so it's it's not a standard turf for every single artificial service. Just like there's not the same standard of grass. Yeah. Right? You know, you, different places. Some places have Bermuda. Some people have the Kentucky Blue and all these different, you know, for... That's the problem with it. So now if you do have a uniformity, I do agree. There are surfaces that make it more likely for you to have an injury versus others. And a clear example of that was the Jet, uh, the Jets-Giants combo stadium when you literally lost half of the 49ers squad in one game. Yeah. But 
but, I, but to go out and say it has to be all grass, like, not everybody has State Farm Stadium, right? That's right. You can't roll this tray in and right. out, and it doesn't have 300 days of sunlight that you can actually grow this grass. You're thinking about Minnesota. Yeah. Could you imagine having to go in that state? Like, okay, if we did grass, like somebody in there literally walking around watering the grass, <laughs> tending it, fertilizing it. You know, and like, it just it doesn't make sense in a lot of places, but I get why you would want, but I, that's why I argue uniformity. Yeah. Like if you're going to do artificial, everybody should have the same artificial. And if you're going to do grass, make sure that you have some semblance of the same type of grass. But I, I don't agree that it should be all one because not all circumstances and not all locales are welcoming or available to do that. I agree with everything you just said right there. But honestly, grass is so much better to play. In. It is. It, it is. is. Yeah. It is so cool it to is. do it, especially, especially after a hurricane and you got mud. <laughs> I, I mean, is there like a slip and slide? I, I mean, loved it, man. Only place it sucks is Oakland when it was the combo stadium when it was oh, the dirt oh, in oh, yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, and then and then because oh. because that one like you so hit that nasty. clay and then you try and go back I mean I'll never forget Mike Wallace fumbled two times <laughs> on the transition from grass to clay back yeah. to grass he like tripped and I was like how is this possible? He had two fumbles when we played the race. I was like, literally, run away from it. Yes. Or just take a knee. Stop fumbling the football. Never forget this. A blurt badge. That's what we used to call it on grass. A blurt badge. A blurt badge was one part blood, two parts dirt, and it was on your jersey. You mix it together, and it would just stick right there. It oh, yeah. looks so good on your jersey. A blurt badge. Only on white jerseys, though. One part, of course. Yeah. One part blood. Two parts dirt, and a lot of times there was grass in that blurt badge. Blurt badge sounds better than dud badge, which I guess would have been the alternative, right? Yeah, yeah. blurt. Yeah, nice work there. Okay, all right. We come back. What did Max Starks think about the news of Eno Benjamin's release? It was a weird story earlier this week. It's still kind of a weird story. Maximum football continues next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports. Max Starks. Max Starks. With Wolf and Luke. Brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams Realty, East Valley. Get more money selling your home. Go to higherprice.com. That's higherprice.com. All right, Max Starks is here. It's Maximum Football on the Wolf and Luke Show. Last week at this time, Max, when we were talking to you, you know Benjamin was a member of the Cardinals. He was a, a fairly big part of what they were doing. You know, he's not the starter, but he had started a little bit this season out of necessity. He looked good doing it. His numbers when he was playing in, in you know, small sample sizes, I will grant you, were, were pretty good. He looked like a guy that was finally having that breakout year. And now he's on the Texans. The Saints, Seahawks, and Chiefs also reportedly put in claims for him. So he is gone just like that. We don't have a full explanation for what exactly happened yet, although there are reports out there that it was a blow-up either on the sidelines and or in the locker room after the game. What was your initial reaction to hearing this? Because Wolf and I heard that he got let go right after the show on Monday, and Maloney was there too. I just kind of like looked around, like, "Is this a fake account on Twitter? Like, what's going? Like, it doesn't make any <laughs> yeah, sense." Exactly. Uh, it blew my mind. I was like, "Wait, wait, 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 wait a second. I was like, James Conner has uh, has health issues. Um, Daryl Williams nowhere to be found right now. Daryl who? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. right. I'm like, why would you get rid of your second most productive guy on the team uh, when it comes to, to backfield play? And then, you know, obviously 
only one snap in the game on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, and then you hear he blew up on the assistant coach. Uh, yeah. And I'm like, ooh, that's that's kind of what you do, what the doctors talk about. Uh, when you get cancer, you cut it out. That's exactly what they did. Man. And they cut him out. And, and it was it was crazy to hear that and you know him voicing his displeasure. That's one thing you never do, right? You but never. you've seen it, correct? Absolutely yes. seen it. And guys are gone in the flash of an eye. Now, granted... The better you are, the longer they'll tolerate it for That's a minute, right. you know, That's maybe right. a season. But... Antonio Holmes? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Both of those guys. Yes. So it's funny. And Antonio Brown. Right, Antonio Brown and Antonio Holmes. And same thing happened. Same thing happened. And not only that, too, um, I would also say Lev Bell to some degree. Yeah, I Lev mean, Bell the Lev same. Bell, think about but it. Lev, Bell, Lev, Lev Bell. Bell let himself go because he's the one that actually sat away from the team, refused to sign, released a mixtape, and then was like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You don't no, have to release I'm even the better. next tape. You can, <laughs> yeah. you can just sit. Yeah, you can just sit. But he <laughs> said, I'm going to do something constructive with, with that time. And and it's just, it's one of those things you're never going, the player never wins in these situations. Yeah. And you either let your agent argue with management about it, but you be the best teammate you can be. And you just kind of just have, you know, you kind of just put it inside. And you just let it happen because at the end of the day, you're trying to do the best for the team to win. And if you believe that's it, then go have that conversation with Cliff. But blowing up at an assistant, complaining about to everybody, like, I'm not going to say the word because obviously there's regulators and people listening to the show that don't like those words. But it's, it's sports something else when you complain to people who can't solve your problem. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm, I'm torn on this because I get it. If, if he's if he's really a problem in the room, which we had never heard before, then you can't keep him around. But I, I got to say, Max, the thing that, that does stand out is they won the game, too. Like that to me would be weird if everybody's if it really if the post game stuff in the locker room happened and everybody's celebrating, you finally beat the Rams. You finally got a win. You're kind of back in this. And Eno's complaining about playing time as much as, as I like the guy. And I would have liked them to kind of maybe give him a second chance. But we don't know. Maybe this already was his third or fourth it, chance. It, once again, it once. Once it comes out, we all know this has been brewing. Yeah. Yeah. The NFL loves to put a rug over things and keep sweeping it under the rug until the rug is a mountain. And that's when it finally gets exposed. And I yep. think that's what it was. I think that's what the case is here. There, it's already been an issue and it just came to a head. And when you can't celebrate a victory because you're thinking about, I only got one snap. That's not good for business. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's so, it, can you think of anyone else in your career that you, because I, I, man, there were probably, I want to say 10 to 12 guys that I experienced this very thing right here. Guys who you knew were NFL players. Yeah. Guys that belonged on an NFL roster. And, you know, once again, I'm not trying to say that, that Eno, and you know how much I respect and love Eno, not trying to say that he was going to be a 10 year starter. Not trying to say that. But if in fact, if Eno learns from this and doesn't repeat a situation where suddenly he's becoming a problem, um, he's going to have a 10-year career in the NFL. I think he's, gonna he's play going to play. And he's going to a place where you're going to be in the exact same role. Yeah, yeah that's the Behind thing. Damian Pierce. Yes. <laughs> like, right. Damian Pierce is a beast. He'll pro- he, he, I mean, he's probably one of my top two for Rookie of the Year offensively. Yeah. And the kid is a beast. So you're going to have a same role where... He's probably in a better position to play here, actually. Yeah, really. Exactly, because James is off yeah. and on with injuries. And all he had to do was just zip it. I know. <laughs> Made a little friend named Zip It. 
right? I mean, you know. <laughs> Sorry, a little Austin Powers humor there. Oh, my uh, goodness. <laughs> but, yeah, and it, it amazes me. that The guys cannot sit on their hands long yep. enough to do it. I mean, because into my situation, right, I could have literally have been Eno Benjamin, right? Um, when Why I got, do you say that? Because I got benched after my... What was it third year in the league? Okay, uh, Mike Tomlin, new head coach, right? Comes Whoa. in. Wow, I've heard Mike of him. Tomlin. Yeah, heard of that guy. Yeah. Um, he came in. He didn't like me. Now this is the after fact. Like okay. during the whole process, okay. we're in training camp. We're yeah. playing. I'm starting at right tackle. We go into the Hall of Fame game. We're playing Green Bay. Go in. Starters are going to get the first two series, and then you're going to come out. Cool. I'm good with that. Yeah. We come to the sideline of the second series. All right, starters out. Max, you're going to left tackle. What? Sorry. Uh, you I mean the position I have not played in like two and a half years. I've not taken a rep at that position. You want me to go there in the game against Cullen Jenkins? And this came from Tomlin? He said that? No, or this was no. my offensive line okay, coach. Okay, your offensive line coach. Okay. And I'm like, uh, coach. He's like, no, no, no. You know, the way it works out, I need you to go there. All right. Well, I'm a competitor. I'm going to go. Yeah. Get out there. Yeah, Cullen Jenkins is waiting for me. <laughs> I, I, and I'm trying to get my footwork because I haven't taken a snap. And, right. and you can't just flip it on like that unless you've been practicing cross-training. And I get beat for a sack. And Charlie Charlie gets hit. Charlie's like, he's like, why are you out here at left tackle? I'm like, I'm like, same question, Charlie. I, I can't wait to ask you about the sidelines. Get to the sidelines. All right, Starks, you're out. And we get to the film room on Monday. All right, uh... Willie Colon's going to be our starting right tackle from here moving forward. Wow. First of five. Wow. Remember, we still have four preseason games. Five, he's like, yeah, you're going to be the swing the rest of the year. Oh, what? my goodness. What wow. are you talking about? And so, and asked, nobody gave me an answer. Nobody gave me an answer. So I'm sitting there as a backup. This is my fourth year in the league. I'm about to be a free agent. And I'm like... They just they just high tendered me because I had a three year contract. They high tendered me for this fourth year. Wow! So I'm sitting there as a backup the whole year, mind you, Wolf. I'm now playing field goal block. <laughs> I'm on goal line defense. Oh my goodness! I'm the extra tight end H back and so jumbo off. package, and I'm the swing left and right tackle. Wow! So. Mitch, I could I could have been Eno. You didn't blow up. I could have been though. Eno, you and I did gone. not. I sat there. I was like, you know what? This is the end of the year. New coach. I get it. You know what? I'm gonna move on. I'm happy. In fact, I was talking to Russ Grimm. Russ was like, "Hey, man, you know how you feel?" I was like, "I'm ready to get back to playing offensive line." I can tell you that. I played every other position. He's like, "Good, good. We got a thought. I got a thought, but I'm not gonna say anything until free agency starts." I was like, "All right, cool." And then I'm, and then I have my exit interview with Mike Tomlin. It tells me, hey, you know, I, I, I screwed you in this situation. I didn't like you when I met you, and I was hoping you quit, and you never Whoa, gave me the satisfaction. Tom and I'm like, said that. And I'm like, okay. You could have been Eno. I could have been Eno, but I was like, you know what, Coach? I appreciate it. I know this is a new team. You're trying to figure out what you're doing. Cool. Best of luck. Wow. That's and, a great story. And dude. then and then what happens after that? They transition tag me, me as a Steeler, and then I play another six years. Yeah, I was going to say, that wasn't the end of your <laughs> Steelers career. <laughs> was that the end of my career? I thought I was gone. It was like the I start thought, of your career. I was like, well, I guess I'm going to have, hey, hey, hey hon, check this out. We might be moving. Yeah. I don't know how this is going to go. Um, but it ended up working out because I kept my mouth shut. Yeah. Right? That, that's what it goes to. And then my role increased. And then by that, 
I end up becoming a left tackle. Unbelievable. It's not bad. It's yeah. not bad. And, right and, 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 then, and then win a Super Bowl yeah. again. So I'm it's like, called yeah. life experience. Yes. All right, we come back. What do the Cardinals have to do against the 49ers on Monday in Mexico City? We're going to ask Max Stark. going to stick around. Maximum Football continues next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. He played tackle in the NFL for more than a decade. Max Starks. Max Starks. Maximum Football. Brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams Realty, East Valley. Get more money selling your home. Go to higherprice.com. That's higherprice.com. Please welcome, from the University of Florida, tackle Max Starks. Oh, did Max go to the University of Florida? I don't think I knew that. What? What? No? Where? Not yes. wearing a bright orange. It's not even a Florida shirt. It's just a, a Florida orange. It's, it's inspired by Florida. <laughs> so how do you guys long, feel now yeah. that Tennessee is good again? How do you feel about that? All's right in the universe. Now we have now now we know where to point that target. You know, it used to be when I played. You know, the target was in Tennessee and Georgia. Mm-hmm. That's what Florida. That was the holy trinity of the East. And so, to, and Tennessee's been down so long. Yeah. You know, you kind of felt bad beating them year in and year out. Did you really? Yeah. You felt I, no, bad no, about no. It? I, I did. I did. I mean, it was it was really something. You know, <laughs> I'm like, you know what? I, I do feel bad at a point, but. To see them good, um, and to know Georgia's good yeah. now, it's now the owner. It's like, hey, you're up, Florida, so you're on the clock. And I like what Billy Napier's done. You know, I went and talked to the team this off season to meet Coach Napier, who was he was the first coach since Urban Meyer that I actually visited and met. Oh wow! I, okay, I did. I didn't meet McElwain. I didn't meet Muschamp. I didn't meet Mullen. That's a lot Ooh. of coaches. And I met Billy, and I liked him. I liked what he's trying to create cool. there. They have a Freaking a phenomenal building there, that $85 million facility. That's yeah, amazing what $85 ridiculous. million dollars will buy you. Well, no, because their seat, now listen to this, Wolf. They have seats in their locker, in their lockers. Okay. The regular everyday practice lockers for college kids. Yeah. Not at the stadium. This is in the lockers, the regular one. It's like this curved bench that you can <laughs> what? extend it. and lay flat, and it has Norma Tech <laughs> boots at every locker. <laughs> All right, I'm for the guys to do I'll, that. I'll, I'll go play port, for Florida. Ports, outlets, and then they have this hygienic sh- pad system above that you just throw your pads up there and your yeah. shoes, wow. and it and it it, it just hygienes it. <laughs> okay, then, okay. You know what? Ridiculous. Honestly, no, that yeah. sounds really, really good right there. You know what I'd do? I'd walk into that place and I'd look at a dude and say, "Walk through it, bro. Just walk through it." <laughs> yeah. Once again, just please. But, but knowing that if you were ailing and you needed a hyperbaric chamber, there's a group hyperbaric chamber that you could go hang out with no, your other buddies with. What? Yes, exactly. You said a group hyper. A group hyperbaric. You know how a hyper. You have okay, to have wait one. A now, <laughs> now Wolf's changing now you've everything. Got my yeah, exactly. Oh, I knew it. See, once you. again, you got to have selling points for even the most stubborn <laughs> of souls, Wolf, right? Wolf, Wolf's wearing it today. <laughs> yeah. He had the, the treadmill <laughs> yeah. incident this you morning. Yeah, dirtbag. I know. I know. It just oh. it makes you want to love them more. Group but hyperbaric chamber. But no. But to get to your point, it's good when you see Tennessee because... I didn't even have a point. That conversation uh, about Tennessee being good, it does, as, as, as a football fan, as an SEC fan and yeah, a guy who right. broadcasts for the SEC, 
That's what you need. You need that parity. Just in the West, as Alabama has LSU, that always gets under their crawl, and then Auburn will randomly pop up. You need that 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 anti-hero type in each best. division. It brings the best out. Plus, it, it's just it's more compelling. The games are more exciting when you have two teams that really don't like each other playing each other and hard. Just like I'm sure Aaron can agree if she's listening here. Civil War in two weeks. How do you feel about that one, Aaron? We're more the Huskies <laughs> are yeah, our the rival. Huskies have become no, the issue. but it's but it's a state thing. I don't yes. know if y'all get out of that one. In, uh, in two but weeks. we don't call it the Civil War anymore. Uh, it's supposed to be the Civil War, just like we can't say old fashioned hate. Yeah, you know, the Citrus for, Bowl. You <laughs> got the green and yellow versus orange. Yeah. <laughs> it's a different. Okay. Connotations. Anyways, Wolf was, almost just left. Yeah, he did. So Wolf was like, yeah, I'm so done. Weird. All right, here. Backyard I'm, brawl. Oh, yeah. Backyard brawl. No I mean, about there's it. just certain teams that you need, and that's old Big East right there. Like, you need those division rivalry games that matter to people. And I yeah. think getting a healthy Tennessee with a Florida and a Georgia, that just creates a triangle of just madness and good football. Triangle of anger. Yes. I like it. Yes. Uh, before we li- li- lose you here, Max, let's um, real quick look at I want San Francisco's offense. We haven't talked about that very much. And Wolf and I were talking about this earlier in the week. It almost feels like they have all these pieces, but they got Christian McCaffrey just a couple weeks ago. So maybe they haven't totally figured out where everybody fits best because they also got Eli Mitchell back on Sunday. Yeah. And they were using him quite a bit. Debo's not putting up anywhere near the numbers this year that he put up last year. He's obviously still dangerous. Brandon Ayuk's been good. There's an ASU player that's still on his team. So they've got weapons on offense that they haven't had in years past. Yeah, no, I think that that's what it is. The fact that they haven't figured it out and they're still winning these games is what's scary. <laughs> yeah. um, and I think you're still trying to figure out how does Christian McCaffrey play into it. But, you know, I had this conversation earlier with your brother, and we were talking about Jalen Warren and Najee Harris and running backs by committee. I'm like... In today's NFL, you kind of need that. You can, you can have a lead back, but you need a guy who can tote the load and take at least a third of the carries I off. I totally with you. agree with you. What yeah. did Craig say? Yeah, Craig was like, "Well, yeah, you know, but Najee still." I'm like, "Najee's still the same guy." Okay, yes. I'm not trying to take Najee right. away. You know, he was <laughs> he like all about the game. Oh he does. Goodness. He loves Najee, and so I was like, "But the same thing here is that you brought Christian McCaffrey in because you had a glaring need at running back. You had guys injured. Elijah Mitchell wasn't available to you, and then you get Christian." McCaffrey, now it's okay to let Jeff Wilson Jr. go, right? He's not a lead back. He's a complimentary back, and that's how he's going to play his role in Miami. But here, it's like, is it Eli? Is it Christian? Well, both of them can catch out of the backfield. Both of them can run. So they can they can literally alternate. And depending on whoever's a hot hand, you just kind of ride those guys. And I think they're still trying to figure out how that role looks. And Debo is still there. Brandon Ayuk is still there. Um, what's the other boy? Uh, good. Not good one, that guy. Yeah, Ray Ray McLeod. McLeod, yeah, yeah. Ray Ray, who was a former Steeler. Yeah. I mean, you have all these pieces, and you still haven't quite settled into it. So the fact that you can activate these guys at different points, I think, is really, is really what makes I think San Francisco dangerous, and why you think in the NFC these guys could be a big power player um, when it comes later in the season, and especially when it comes to division races. Like they could still possibly win the division, and if and if they get a high seed, who wants to see them in the rest of the NFC? No, not a lot of people want to see that. You didn't even get to their defense. I didn't. <laughs> didn't really we, get to their we, defense. We, yeah, we talked about offense, and that's the thing we talked when we talked about traveling. Yes, what travels? Defense. A four-man rush travels. Yes, it's good everywhere. And then you add an offense that can run the football. 
that makes you double dangerous. So nobody else wants to see you because that's balance offensively and defensively. If you have things you can, you call bread and butter or things you can hang your hat on. Here's the thing I love about them too. They are the number one team in terms of yards per game allowed, rushing yards per game allowed, and rushing yards per play allowed. Both number one in the NFL. They, you're going to run the ball into that? No, you're not going to yeah. do that. We're Philly, get... do you think Philly wants to go see that no, right now? No, man, no, man. Uh-huh. To me, San Francisco is the <laughs> NFC team built for the playoffs. But yeah. they're also 5-4. and four. They so are. Maybe well, this is the time to catch four them. games, man. But that, well, that's, I would take them over Minnesota. I'd take them over Philly in a one-and-done. New York Giants? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm taking them over all the NFC East, yeah. pretty much. And I think that's where, because of the transition, right, that awkwardness, that funkiness yeah. in the offseason with the Trey Lance, Jimmy G, oh, God. Gosh, who's it going to be? You're not allowed in the facility. And then you finally you throw him back in, really, with no training camp and no practice in the offseason, and he's feeling guys out. I think that's where the four losses came. Yeah. But now he's in his bag. He's yeah. in his groove now, so now it makes him even more scarier for the second-half push. Max, great stuff as always. I don't know if I feel any better about this game on Monday, but I'm definitely hungrier, so thank you. Hey, well, listen, as long as I can provide one of the two every time I show up, that's good. <laughs> Thanks, Max. <laughs>